When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this episode, we look at cognitive distortions, how they affect your personal growth and what to do about them. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at the idea of cognitive distortions. We want to do an entry-level dive into what these are, how they affect us on a day-to-day basis, how they drive decision-making, how they affect our reactions to things, and what we can do about them, what we can do to reduce their effects, to remove them completely, and to actually start moving forward from some of these things that are plaguing us in our day-to-day lives. Now, before we get into that, voting has always been important to me because, well, honestly, I wasn't always able to. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I didn't become a U.S. citizen until I was maybe 21 or 22. While that may not seem like a huge deal, it meant that up until the 2016 election, I didn't feel personally connected to the role that politics and policy played in my life. Sure, I was here in this country paying taxes, living under policies determined by the government and trying my hardest to create a life for myself, but I couldn't do anything about what was going on. So why focus on it? Then when I finally took the oath, quite honestly, everything changed. All of a sudden, I had this tiny little bit of power to do something. I could help elect local government who are responsible for fixing all of the issues in my neighborhood, like that pothole at the end of the street. I could help elect state government who determined things like school funding. And I could even help elect national government who determined major things like spending priorities on a national level, foreign policy, so on and so forth. And I realized just how much of an effect voting could have on my ability to create change in my life every day. How much the policies and laws we live under can help or hurt us in the day to day and how our personal development is affected by them. It's honestly crazy how important this is. So this year, if you have never voted before but are able to, I want to encourage you to vote. If you have always voted, I want to encourage you to keep doing it. And if you are on the fence or feel like it doesn't matter, I want to encourage you to do it anyway. It's these small, seemingly unimportant things that truly matter in this life. This is one tiny leap you can take that in five or 10 years could have massive effects on the life that you live. And for many of you listening, you can take this tiny leap today. You don't have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. Be an October voter. In most states, you can vote early in October. Request your mail ballot. Return your completed ballot in the mail or in person or vote early at an early voting location. 
and there's no time to waste. Treat every single day like election day, because quite honestly, it is that important to make sure all voices are heard. Make a plan to vote. Be an October voter. Visit endstilliVote.org to join the fight for voting rights today. That's endstilliVote.org or click the link in the description of this episode. This ad was paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund. I'm sure this has happened to you. A disagreement with someone you care about or one negative comment out of 10 other positive ones. And all of a sudden you're in a spiral of negative thoughts about yourself, the other person and the event itself. The problem is that these thoughts are more often than not inaccurate. They aren't a good representation of what actually happened. And further, they are a completely made up representation of the event from the other person's perspective. You're literally just adding context that wasn't there. You are placing on them your idea of what you think they thought happened. In the moment, we tend to believe that these thoughts are rational and accurate, but in reality, they only serve to keep us feeling bad about ourselves. They literally do nothing else. This experience is just another example of our tendency to frame things as more negative than they actually are. These feelings that you are undeserving of happiness or success or love comes from somewhere deep inside you, most often developed as a natural reaction when you were young by the words and actions of parents or caregivers. Maybe you experienced trauma or neglect as a child, or maybe you've even been in an abusive relationship as an adult, whether physically or emotionally. Left unchecked, these inaccurate thoughts can become deep-rooted and can have major effects when it comes to interpersonal relationships or other areas of our lives. And they can also cause serious issues such as extreme stress and depression. Now, these are what are called cognitive distortions. Cognitive distortions are biased perspectives we put on ourselves and the world around us. They are patterns of thinking or believing that are irrational and that we unknowingly reinforce over time. These ways of thinking are harmful because in general, we tend to act in accordance with our beliefs. So if our beliefs are false or inaccurate, naturally our actions will suffer as a consequence. We are taking actions based on false or inaccurate beliefs. Then those negative actions get reinforced as habits. And all of a sudden we spend each day taking the wrong actions and making the wrong choices all because of a simple cognitive distortion. In 1976, psychologist Aaron Beck first proposed the theory behind cognitive distortions, and in the 1980s, David Burns was responsible for popularizing it with common names and examples of those distortions. Now, here are a few of the examples that uh, they developed from their research. All or nothing thinking. This is when you see things in black or white categories. This happens when a situation falls short of perfect. A common example of this is when we're on a diet and, and we have a piece of cake. We see the whole diet as being ruined. We didn't follow it and so therefore it's ruined. We may as well just continue making negative choices. The second one is overgeneralization. This is what is called always statements. You decide to go to the lake for the day and it starts raining and your thought is it always rains when I go to the lake. It's always this when that happens. Then there's mental filters. 
You pick out a single negative detail and dwell on it exclusively. For example, you cook Thanksgiving dinner and everyone but your uncle raves about your food. Instead of enjoying the positive comments that are there, you obsess over that one negative remark. Now, I personally fall under that one all the time. Another is discounting the positive. You reject positive experiences by insisting that they don't count. How many times have you accomplished something just to negate your good work by saying, well, that doesn't really count. That wasn't really me. That was just luck. I'm not actually that good. It it just happened. This is usually due to the thought that anyone could have done what you just did. Anyone would have, have tried it and been able to successfully do it. Or maybe people would have even done it better. You believe that you're not that special, that there's nothing that interesting or unique that created this outcome that you just created. It was just happenstance. It was just luck. Then there are should statements. You tell yourself that things should be the way that you hoped or expected it to be. You set expectations without considering the circumstances or the context. Then we have labeling, an extreme form of all or nothing thinking. Instead of just saying, well, I made a mistake, you label yourself as an idiot or a loser, or you go into that overgeneralization of, oh, I always screw up. I always do this. And then finally, we have personalization and blame. This occurs when you hold yourself personally responsible for an event that isn't entirely under your control. When your two-year-old acts up in the middle of a store, you take the blame by saying you are a bad parent. Or you blame others for your problems. Like, if my husband wasn't so lazy, and I'm going to let you finish that statement for yourself. So how do we stop these? Now that we have a better understanding of some of the cognitive distortions that we might be going through, how do we stop them? How do we deal with them? One way is to reframe the situation. Quote, reframing is the habit of consciously changing how you feel when you are experiencing an irrational or false thought or belief. End quote. You can ask yourself questions like, is this thought realistic? Am I basing my thoughts on facts or on feelings? What is the evidence for this thought? Could I be misinterpreting the evidence? Am I having this thought out of habit? So let's take the example from earlier, and we're going to use the cognitive distortion of a mental filter. Remember, that's when you filter out all the positive stuff and focus on the negative. Whatever situation we are looking at here, we can stop for a moment and think, is this really true? Is this comment based in reality at all? Let's say that you made Thanksgiving dinner and a ton of people were like, yo, this is fire. This is that fuego mashed potatoes. And your uncle is just like, eh, it's a little dry. Is that actually true? Is that, is that based in anything? Are you looking around at the plates and seeing a bunch of people leaving their mashed potatoes? If not, then that might just be one person's opinion as opposed to an actual fact. Look for evidence. Look for proof in either direction. Because it could be that this is a legitimate comment that is designed to help you be better. If you can find evidence to back it up outside of that one source, then maybe it's something that you should consider. But if it's just one person or a few people making some comments and you can't find evidence to prove that comment, then that just might be their opinion and there's nothing you can do about it. 
Now, of course, this is significantly easier said than done. This is something that you need to practice. It is a muscle you need to build. But if you can start by categorizing your cognitive distortion, go back through the list that we shared earlier and figure out which one you're maybe falling into in this moment. If you can start there and then start to ask yourself some questions to reframe that distortion, you can make a little bit of progress on not falling into it over and over again. So to summarize this episode, cognitive distortions are deeply rooted within us and have become so habitual that we may not even realize we're engaging in them. Take a moment and analyze the thought by asking yourself the questions from earlier. In doing this, two important things will start to happen. Number one, you're going to recognize the inaccurate thoughts as just that, inaccurate. And number two, you will develop the habit of not engaging in negative and inaccurate thoughts. Now, before we jump off for this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Adana. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. I probably am not. I apologize if not. But Adana won the first week of our October meditation challenge. And with that, she is taking home $150 just for meditating. That's crazy, right? Like That's crazy. That's nuts. But it's not because it's happening. The next drawing is going to be on October 16th, 2020. So it's not too late for your chance to win $150. All you have to do is join the challenge by posting on Instagram, meditating each day this week, and sharing a story or post about the session. Be sure to tag the podcast at Tiny Leaps for your entry to count. And that's it. That, that's really it. You get to build a meditation habit and have a chance of winning $150 as well. So why not get started today? Find the podcast over on Instagram at Tiny Leaps and join up. Congrats again to Adana. You did a great job. Everyone from last week, you did an amazing job. We're 12 days into October and you guys are crushing this challenge. I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. I hope this was valuable to you. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.